0: Join the expert team at Ballard Designs for tips, tricks, and tales from interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world.
1: Plus, we'll answer our listener question at the end of each show. So don't forget to send them to
0: podcast at ballarddesigns.net. Yes, we love answering them. Now, on with the show. So our guest today is Kristen Kong. She's been on the show way back in 2018 with Andrew Kogar, and we have been big fans of your work for many years, but last week you heard about our exciting new project, our new TV show coming out later this month called Design School on QVC+, which you can download um, as an app on your smart TV, or you can visit qvcplus.com to see the full episode, but Kristen was one of our many designer guests, and she obviously is a designer here in Atlanta, packs her home with color, texture, and high drama, and on the television show, we... Went and actually saw your personal house, Kristen. And there were, oh my God, it was one of my favorite episodes, but we'll talk a little bit more about that and the unique kind of twist you've got on your house. You've got many generations there. So, Kristen, welcome to the show. I'm so, or welcome back to the show, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> so happy to get to chat with you again.
3: Well, I am so excited to be with Caroline and Taryn and Liz again today. This is awesome. And I'm even more thrilled that I get to be on the show when we're talking about the Big Secret Project TV show, because that's really exciting.
0: It was a lot of fun. I, I always tell people that designers' homes are some of my absolute favorites, because I feel like designers take a little bit more risk in their own spaces than they would with a client. And so, and, and like, you know, maybe style it a little different. I just feel like there's, I always learned so
3: much from a designer's house in particular. I think it definitely is kind of our like little, you know, lab. Like if you're a mad scientist mm-hmm. and you were, you know, this is where you get to come up with all your crazy concoctions. Um, So I do think, you know, we test things out maybe in our own homes, Um, but also it is fun to be able to, you know, not the client, you know, but the constraints. Clients, obviously, when I'm working for them, I mean, it's about them. It's not about me. It's not about what I like, you know. I mean, it's my job to guide them and help them make the best decisions to help them visualize their, you know, realize their dream for their space. But when it's your own, then you're just like, well, you know, this is for me, so I can go crazy and... I can mix color and pattern till the cows come home. (laughs) Right. It's not for the faint of heart, my (laughs) house. That's for sure.
1: But that's what's so wonderful, right? Like this is, I mean, just chocked full of amazing ideas and things that you've, you know, imagined your brain children essentially. And you've just gone nuts because you've had nobody telling you, you know, again. Right. Just not that you're focused on your style and your family needs and- you get to really hone that.
3: Right. And I think, you know, being in this field, you know, we sort of have a confidence in doing these sorts of things. And when you're working with clients, a lot of times, you know, you are trying to push them a little bit to maybe explore color or more pattern because, you know, it can be scary for people. You know, people get intimidated by wall covering or paint colors or fabric choices and you know it is our job to help you know handhold them and and because I do think that like if you really love color you should have it in your home mm-hmm. you know don't worry about resale or the fact that everyone on the block has gray or whatever it is I mean it's about your space so it's whatever yeah. brings you joy.
0: Kristen can you tell our listeners a little bit about your house you totally uh, didn't you you tore down and rebuilt tore down. yes so give us Give or give our listeners kind of the rundown
3: of your house project. Um, So we actually bought my husband's childhood home from his parents. Um, My husband's Korean. And so I always kind of knew going into our marriage that at some point my in-laws would probably live with us or on the property or, you know, that they would be nearby. So the house was a split level. So that was sort of, it was built in 79. I did a whole set of plans to renovate it, but split levels have a lot of challenges. I mean, you have a small foundation, you have these half levels and for the kind of living that we wanted to do, it doesn't really, wasn't going to work. So, but my husband needed to also hear it from a contractor that it was going to probably cost as much, if not more to tear it down and rebuild. So then we did a whole set of plans for the, for a total rebuild, which really helped because we wanted to certainly, you know, not only are we creating space for my in-laws, but this is our forever home as well. So we sort of wanted like a ranch where we weren't going to have to do stairs, you know, as we get older, but we also wanted to make it so they didn't have to do stairs. And so, you know, we have a whole apartment for them in the basement. They have their own kitchen and bedroom living area, laundry and all of that in their apartment. They actually have access. They drive down the side of the house. They have parking back there. Um, it's under our covered porch, so it kind of gives them a little shelter because, you know, they do some cooking outside. And so, you know, it's great because they're here, and but they also are separated from us. They have their own sort of sense of autonomy. But if they need us, we're right upstairs. And so when I was designing the house, you know, I was considering, you know, large hallways. I mean, because if this is going to be our forever home, you know, there may come a point where one of us is in a wheelchair or a walker and you need ample room. And I had spent the first 10 years of my career working for a commercial architecture firm in their interiors department. So, you know, I'm very familiar with all the ADA accessibilities and stuff for, you know, people with disabilities. So I sort of kept that in mind. So we did put blocking in all the walls, even in our floor and the showers, just to make sure that if grab bars or anything had to be added, that it was already in place. And then just having those sort of wide corridors. And that was kind of good because then three years ago, my mom needed to move in with us. So she is here as well. And she actually has some breathing challenges and a lung disease. So she really couldn't do steps either. And that's sort of how she ended up with us because out of my four, I'm the oldest of four, my house was the only one really with a a bedroom that was on a main level for her to live with us. So, so yeah, so we have them all here. <laughs> so, if you're, if you're 75 plus, we're, we're to, over. we're to capacity <laughs> right now. Like the in is oh, just full, kidding. but yeah, <laughs> but now my, some of my friends are like, so could my parents live here? I'm like, Nope, sorry. We're all full right now. Full at the end. <laughs> so how
0: difficult is it to add all of the, does that complicate the build or is it is it
3: really kind it's of simple? something not that much? I think you know, it's better to be able to do that when the walls are all open and you're in the studs because all adding blocking is really is you know just sort of reinforcing spaces between the studs that you can add grab bars. So of course when there's no drywall up, that's an easy thing to do. Now if you have to come back in and add these things you know, that's where, you know, well, I'm, now I'm taking drywall down and, you know, you're deconstructing mm-hmm. the wall or, and if, especially because typically where you're doing that is in bathrooms. So then is it taking your tile down? So that can, you know, add to the cost for sure. So.
0: Cause that, that would have, that would really intimidate me if I had a house project. I don't know. That just seems very out of even if you're not comfortable with like build the building process, it's just another layer that um, feels scary, I would imagine. And so it's interesting that it's maybe, it's maybe not as complicated as we would think, especially if we were to have someone like you, you know, helping (laughs) guide the project. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. It definitely helps. And like I said, you know, coming out of commercial and I did a lot of multifamily and so, you know, those sorts of things were just in there. So it was just sort of in my, you know, Vocabulary, I guess, to know, okay, this is what we're going to do, to. But, you know, mm-hmm. also making, you know, the doorways wide enough for a wheelchair. You know, you need a certain minimum clearance. We don't have necessarily, like, in all the bathrooms the turning radius. But, again, like, we have it in enough bathrooms that if mm-hmm. we um, – you know, we would put that person in that room. My in-laws for sure. They have a big, you know, I did a five foot turning radius in their bathroom just to make sure. Um, because I think the goal is for us that, you know, we would prefer to keep them all here. If we have to bring help in, you know, nursing or something in the future, that's fine, but they're here and, you know, then we wouldn't have to send them to a facility. And during COVID, I mean, it was a blessing. I mean, it was scary, don't get me wrong, because, you know, I have a 15-year-old too who was in school and, you know, worrying about the germs and, you know, bringing them in, especially with my mom, because she is in our space. She does share the kitchen and everything with us. And with a lung disease, that was a little bit
0: scary. Mm -hmm. But
3: at the end of the day, what a blessing that, you know, we were here with them and we could see them and they weren't isolated. I mean, so many people, such a hardship. Totally. For their parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and, you know, especially ones that were in facilities. I mean, it was so yeah, isolating loneliness. for our elderly.
2: Yeah. It is so special that they're they're part of your everyday life. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so amazing.
3: You know, it really is. I know a lot of times my friends are like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how you do it, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we're just, I always <laughs> I work more for my <laughs> husband because like his parents, are you know kind of in their own space and um and my mom is in ours and i'm like you know and she's a talker like i am so i always working more <laughs> for him but i mean he's just the best and yeah i mean we just i don't know you just kind of it's just how we are and mm-hmm. and it's and it's nice for our son because he is an only child so nice, special to have your grandparents there and you know sure
0: i mean and I also think like not your son's 15 so this is a little less of an issue but like you have an extra couple set of hands around like in case you know I don't right. know. again he's 15 he's he's fine right. but right
3: but no I mean but but the, it's he, nice. you know when we moved into the house I mean we've been in the house 7 years he was not he was young you know I mean yeah. he couldn't just be there by himself so that was great to have them around, so you know. I know you you could use that, right, Caroline? You've got yes, that right. One. I'm like,
0: oh, grandparents. living. Huh? <laughs> 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 no. Um, okay. Well, tell everybody a little bit about some of the aesthetic choices you've made, because we've talked a lot about you know, kind of the more functional aspects. It's a
2: lot more glamorous than any kind of
0: oh, it is place
2: that is set up for senior yeah. living. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> yes and if you if you think universal design and you think like what well, what well, it's boring then you really need to watch Kristen's episode of the <laughs> show because it is not boring. Yeah. It is not boring. No. You
3: know, it is um well and I think I think that's also where my commercial experience has been great because obviously when you're doing these big projects, and like I said, I did a lot of multifamily, a lot of higher ed. So I was doing dormitories and condos and apartment complexes. I mean, you have to create those spaces. They have to be so, I mean, so, so durable. And, but I find that we still need that in our homes. I mean, We have children, we have pets, we have elderly people. And so there's just a lot of technology with fabrics these days where you can get a fabulous look, but it's going to perform. You know, I mean, I have like my bar stool slipcovers are like a faux leather and you spill ketchup on it. You just wipe it off. You know, I mean, there's just a lot. We just did a project for a client. You know there was there's even a vinyl that it almost looked like a woven fabric and sh- and she's got three tiny kids like oldest is six and she said the other day like her friends are she was her one friend came over and was like I can't believe you use that fabric on those stools. and she's like what do you mean you know and so it's just having a design professional who knows those sorts of things who can help you make those correct choices for how you live. Because, you know, we there's one of my philosophies is there's nothing more precious in your home than the people, you know, and that includes having guests and celebrating milestones and having parties and watching football games. And you don't want to be worried about spilling something on your carpet or the sofa or a chair. So there's just so much we can do with the tech and fabrics and, you know, you just have to have somebody who knows that.
0: Yeah. You, I mean, you don't want to be worried, but you also don't want your guests to be worried and feel like they can't, you know, right. relax. and Right. Like and when you do
3: have, mess up. Um, I think I might have told you this story, Caroline, but when you do have products in your house, like my husband and I went on a anniversary trip to Turkey and I have a lot of products in our home that we've, the fabric on the dining chairs, you know, and that was all stuff we got on our anniversary trip, but we have this runner in our entry hall. You know, and it's an antique, Ushak, you know, Turkish, you know, very pretty, but I did have it treated. But again, it's an antique, so you know people have spilled things on it, you know. I mean, wool is one of the most cleanable things. I think that's a misconception that people don't understand. I mean, it's an animal that lives outside, so, you know, it's it's very cleanable. But I remember one of my girlfriends, I mean, she walked in the house and she literally tripped and spilled her wine all over that rug. And she was just like, ah oh, I spilled. And I was like, which one? The one in the like, entry? I'm never going to be invited The Turkish back. one? And then she was like, oh, gosh. You know? And I was like, oh, no, it's it's treated. Don't worry. It comes right out. And it does. So. It was not a big Ooh. deal. Nothing to cry over. So I
0: have found that a little bit of dawn and some warm water and a toothbrush, like... Yes. Gets everything out of my wool rugs.
3: It does. Out of the wool for sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's, again, when you have a professional who knows those things who, you know, we like to try to give our clients sort of a package of, you know, here's what's in your home. Here are the best things to do to clean it. You know, and there are a lot of companies now, too, where you can treat things like in an environmental way where you're not bringing a lot of like – BOCs or any kind of chemicals into the home so that's also really important as well mm-hmm. you know you don't want off gassing and all those bad things but
0: well and to that point I mean wool like it's a natural renewal it's a material natural material yeah
3: I know wool cotton you know all those things I mean they're natural materials there's a reason why they've been used for so long yeah. for sure and then we do have a lot I mean you know and there is something to be said about darker colors for sure it's always hard when you have people who come to you and they're like, well, you know, I just want everything white and I want white linen. And as a professional, I just, I'm like, well, you have, you know, three children, four dogs, two cats. Like, I just, I think we might have to <laughs> look at something different. I mean, sure, because you're not going to be happy. I'm going to leave and someone's going to spill something and, you know. And then you're going to be sad. And that's, we don't want any sad people in our, in their new spaces.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously we talk about performance fabrics a lot and that makes it to where it's easy to get stains out, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it camouflages stains. And so a white linen, I mean, especially like a pure white, like you're still going to have, you might have a red wine spill, but you also might have that like sort of daily grime that just kind of is like a... A yellow, and you don't want to have to clean it. Right. Like you can, but are you going to want to have to clean it once right. a week? I mean, I don't. <laughs> I think no. parents, especially, it's like you go. You're you're doing enough cleaning. Just you're just keeping, keeping your head
3: above water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, last thing you do is like, well, I got to take the whole slip cover off the sofa and wash that today. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's just a nightmare. So. You know it is important to think about all those things for sure well um,
0: i love the way you've used dark colors oh thank you are there ways You, know, i don't know i guess i wonder why everyone is loves the light bright thing so much because it right. does feel like it's become very uh, monotonous or something mm-hmm. ubiquitous <gasps>
3: Well, you know, when we built the house, let's say we've been been in just, I guess we're going in our seventh year, you know, I mean, white kitchens certainly were all the rage, but you know, I painted my kitchen, Black Fox from Sherman Williams. I mean, it's a dark kind of grayish brown. And I did use that for all the trim in the house, which I will tell you too, that hides a lot. Like when you have dark baseboards. You're not getting the big scuff marks necessarily that you get from the vacuum cleaner and such. Um, That's a really good point. Oh, yeah. I never,
0: and the, never
3: and the door that. casings and dark doors and all of that. So I think, yes, I mean, I use a lot of wall covering in my house as well. So people will see that. And I most of it actually is um, type 2 vinyl, so commercial grade. You know, you can wipe it down. I have a couple papers in there, but most of it is, you know, a commercial product. And then, you know, I always say my palette cleanser is really my hallways. So I think there's a way when you're having a lot of color and interest in these separate rooms that you do sort of have that breathing space between. And so, you know, my, my corridors are just light, um, but, you know, they still have the dark trim and that's sort of like, then you sort of take a breath and then go into the next colorful space. (laughs) Um, but I just find there's a warmth to the dark colors, you know, and I know people say, oh, it makes spaces smaller. And I don't agree with that, but I do think like it sort of envelops you and how nice to come home and just feel like wrapped, you know, like you're getting a hug from your house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you, I mean, you're obviously balancing it too with lots of, um, Lighter colors, I mean, even just outside of the hallways. There are
3: other, you know, you have to, it is kind of a whole balancing act doing design. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people talk about design rules. I don't, I'm not a big fan of like rules. I think for me, you know, luckily I was, and I will totally say, I mean, yes, I went to school, I studied and I have cultivated you know my knowledge of the field but I was given a gift you know I've always been really good with colors scale things like that so that's have I worked on my gift yes but you know I was blessed with um, this talent and I've been very fortunate to be able to use it in my career so um, I just think you know you, there are some things like when, you, especially when you're doing pattern mixing and stuff. You know, you want kind of a dominant and then a secondary and a tertiary. That's kind of in anything when you're doing, um, you know, design. It's you know sort of the same thing with colors. I mean, you have to. It can't just be all dark. You know, then where does your eye, you know your eye needs places to land and you know and and I don't know where I'm trying to say there though too. <laughs>
0: Well, I was curious if you, um, you know, you built your house from the ground up. And yes. I was curious whether you had a vision for every single room going into it or if you've, you know, kind of evolved the spaces over time.
3: Oh, no. I definitely knew what I wanted to do. It was I think, too, because I had that whole, you know, we did the whole run of doing the drawings for the renovation, so that whole time. And then I think as designers, like, you're always sort of, like, I have a box of just fabrics or stuff that I'm just like, oh, I love this, you know, and I just throw it in the box, like. It's a good and, idea. Yeah. Anyone so, could do that. Anyone. I mean, if you see something, same with pictures, like, you see something in a magazine, and I have that, too. I have boxes where I'm just like, this is really cool, you know, and I save it. And it's nice and you go back and you sort of feel inspired if you're having a day where you're like, I just need to see some pretty things and stuff that makes me happy. And so it's nice to have these like things that I've collected over time. But no, I definitely knew going in. I mean it and even, you know, with the kitchen design, we I came up with this detail on the kitchen cabinets that then I've repeated actually like in my cased openings and stuff. So you know, and then you'll see it in the furniture. So it, you know, I guess the thing is like, it's very thought out. I mean, that's, you know, what we do in our business, but it's not that any one person would walk in and notice necessarily all the little details, but they walk in and know this space feels cohesive and it feels like, oh, this is, this is cool. And they might not know why, but, (laughs) you know, it could be all those little things that we've done. I love your there's that thread. Oh, Sorry, go no, ahead. I love is a thread. your
2: dining room walls. Those are so special.
3: Can you tell us what you did in that room? Thank you. So again, so that was, I had come across one of the lines that I typically use for artwork, kind of more of mass produced stuff. Um, I saw that they were doing these wall murals and they, you know, they put it on a, like a wallpaper material. And, but they typically would do scenes or a big animal. But I said to them, well, could you do a painting? Because, so, cause I had seen this painting that they had that I really loved. It had these great colors and they were like, well, we can, but, you know, it's really going to be blown up. And I said, no, that's kind of what I want. So it actually is just a painting that this company offered. And um, we did, so we had to do a mural for each wall. And then what we did is actually mirror the opposing wall. So it wasn't like, didn't look as like same, same, same. Um, and then I have like the best wall covering guy, and he so he actually reverse hung some of it. So it really feels like it flows. And I just, um, yeah, that's probably my favorite room just because I think it really came together. And um, I just love the feeling. I mean, you feel kind of like you're swirling around <laughs> in all these colors.
1: Well, especially I'm sure once the drinks start flowing oh. at dinner time. <laughs> yeah. No, We're it's th- a beautiful space. It's so
3: do? glam. <laughs> it's so glamorous and you know and that's the other thing too I mean for me because I work out of the house my husband does as well but that's sort of my conference room like if I have clients because I do like clients to come over I mean it's helpful for them to see like when I'm just you know I let loose what I do and I think they always enjoy even if it's not necessarily what they're looking for I think they enjoy seeing behind the scenes so that's my conference room too
0: (laughs) do you ever use your house as a like a tool to convince people Um, I have
3: well we have yes we definitely have used it not necessarily it sort of happened more organically where we were having a discussion and then I said well you know I did this and then like oh can I see it you know and then we go and look at it and so it is nice to have that as where they can touch and feel and a lot of times with drapery I think drapery with clients is sometimes a hard sell but gosh it really makes a room. I mean, I think I almost burst into tears when my drapes went up in my living room. I, I mean, I did shed a tear. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just, I mean, because I mean, I I was already loving the room, but that final layer, and I was just like, oh, like I love it. <laughs> it's. God, so, I mean, true. sure it
0: it's so it's such an ex- big ticket item, and it you know, in the grand scheme of things, like it's not that functional. I mean, it is, but like.
3: I mean, my, you know, because I do, you know, I actually, when I do drapery, I typically, I mean, I do the pool cord, you know, so every night I just close, you know, I walk around the house and do it. So, because I'm not big, I don't like fussing with the rings and also I have it on a carrier. And, you know, so it is functional for us as well. But, you know, it just also adds, even if you weren't going to do functional drapery, just having that. You know, to help bring your eye up into the space and, you know, draw attention to the height of the ceilings and just finish that extra softness, the wall surface, you know.
2: I want to talk about color leading into rooms. We talked about the hallway being a little bit of a buffer. But what do you do if you don't have that buffer and you do want to have color in your house, but you want to make these colorful destinations in different rooms? Should you be thinking about color? transitions.
3: I mean, I think you definitely can. I mean, I think the one thing like when I look at my house, I think because I have that buffer space, all of the colors have about the same intensity when you go into the rooms. So I think, you know, one thing you could do is to say that you, you know, you had this really intense blue in one room, you know, you could possibly have something that was like a step or two down so it felt like a progression color-wise. Because I do think, you know, again, when you have those rooms kind of back to back to back, it's that same concept of, you know, what is the dominant? What is the secondary? What is the. And I just think doing a space where every room and they're all off of each other are these super intense c- could be overwhelming. So, you know, what is your favorite big bold? use that and then how can we sort of look at the color wheel and and pull some complementary colors or even if you cut that color um with white or you know to bring it down in a in an adjacent room i think you know if you just keep in your mind that it's good to sort of have a hierarchy i think it's sort of the same even with the colors if you don't have that buffer space between i
0: remember some episode i can't even remember who this was but um we were talking about a whole house color palette, and they were kind of saying, like, you want all of the colors in your house to look good together in a painting if they were all on a painting together. And I was curious what your thoughts on re- were with that. Like, they don't necessarily need to be in every room, but, like, every color should work with some with whatever other colors in your house.
3: Yes. And I would agree. You know, the other thing too, is I know I get people sometimes who are like, like in my dining room, you know, it's all those greens and and we'll bring pops of purple in and people are kind of like, oh, purple and green. And I was like, well, I mean, if it's in mother nature, it kind of works, you know, when you think about what you see if you're outside. So sometimes just take a look around you and be like, you know, I didn't really consider that those two colors would work together, but they might actually. Um, but I do think it's probably good to kind of look at the palette all together. Um, you know, of course, I'm—I mean, I just love color, so I'll probably, I probably would maybe push <laughs> push it with. Um, but like I said, I think when you look at all the colors in my house, like tonally, if if we were pull them on a fan deck, they're probably all around the same you know spot on the fan deck, just on different slots. So it's those sorts of things. So if you wanted to use maybe like pastels, like you know, if those colors all had the same intensity and they were lighter, Would when you're using really bold, you know, dark colors, though, that's where you might want to taper some back a little bit going from space to space if there's no kind of break in it. But the other thing to do too, even if like you wanted to still have color, like my entry has this um, wallpaper and it's like these gold lines. And so again, that, even though it's a pattern, it's, and it's right next to the green, the dining room, which obviously has a lot going on. But because you have all that negative space in the entry, and more of a solid, very fluid, um, painterly wall, all the different colors in the dining room. But they work because there's a balance there. Between you know, so even though it's a pattern, it's it feels less and it feels more maybe like a neutral than. Than the dining room
0: and I feel like you you have like lots of jewel tones you know like that purple in your bedroom and the navy in your mom's room the green in your dining room like they're all kind like you said they're all kind of the same tone or yep. value mm-hmm. different tones yeah
3: yep there you go yeah same value different different tone definitely oh yeah that that purple in the bedroom was probably like one of the funniest stories because my husband was calling me. He's like, the painters are asking about the trim in our bedroom. It's purple. And I was like, mm, it's aubergine. He's like, is that purple? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <And I> <laughs> like I'm not using that word. <laughs> uh, well, he's like, I'm like, it's not like Barney purple. Um, it's more egg purple. Plant aubergine. He's like, I don't know what that is. Is it purple or not? And I'm like, okay, just say yes. It's the purple. <laughs> uh, and I mean, he, he's just like, whatever. I mean, he knows we've been <laughs> we've been married for we'll be we married twenty years in October. So at this point, it's like whatever. He just wants his big TV and his ceiling his ceiling fans, and then it's all good. <laughs> I'm a realist, <laughs> I think, in so, design. Okay, must not Again, be an, an like anti ceiling fan. You know, sure. Do I want to put a really beautiful fixture, you know, in the middle of my living room? Yes. But do I want to stay married and we live in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's hot? So let's put a ceiling fan. <laughs> like <laughs> I want people to be comfortable and it's hot in Atlanta, even with the AC on. So yeah. it's so hot. <laughs> so I just, you know. I get it. Does a picture so look better, it's you know, so with hot. some great light <laughs> fixture? But yeah, but you know, I'm not just looking at my space, nor are my clients just looking at their, they're living in their spaces. So, you know, I do have clients that are like, I don't like ceiling fans. So then we put a cool light, <laughs> but most everybody wants the TVs. So everybody wants the TVs.
0: So. <laughs> I would like to talk about your tiny room a little more because you have, you know, you have a lot of individuals in your house but your living room is you know it's it's on the bigger side but it's like it's not crazy big and you've packed a lot of seating in there so i wanted to see if you could kind of um talk a little bit about that because that is a, a trick you know it's there you've done a lot of clever things that make it to where you can maximize seating you could seat your whole family but you know your space is not ginormous so
3: right. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing is scale obviously is really important. And so that's another reason why it's really helpful to get a professional. I think that's probably when people are trying to do their own spaces. One of the big mistakes that they make is scale and not understanding um, how that impacts the space. You know, is a chair and a half great? Sure. It's comfy. A couple of you can sit in it, but it might not work, you know, in your space. So, You know, obviously when I was doing the house, I mean, I drew all the furniture to, you know, to scale and and did a furniture plan. But so I did try to put a lot of seating in, but I was very, um, you know, very conscious of... The width of the chairs, the depth of the chairs—you know—to make sure that everything would fit. And then, so I have, you know, you know, I have two larger sofas, and then two swivel chairs at one end, and then I have these small-scale kind of funky chairs. But again, they're a really small footprint, so people can sit. And then I have ottomans for the swivel chairs, but I also have ottomans tucked away um, at my windows under console chairs. So you know, when it's all said and done. You know, we can pull all that together and it really can seat a lot of people because the sofas are big enough that three people, I mean, four really could probably sit, but most of the time you're not going to get four people to squish together on a sofa unless it's ladies. The other nice thing, though, is that at my island, my island's 10 feet long. We kind of use that as our dinner or every day. I didn't do an eating kitchen because I was like, well, we're just we pretty much eat at the island. So I'm able to have seating for six at my island. So when we're entertaining because they open up to each other, you know, we've had Super Bowl parties and, you know, it's nice to be able to have everybody sitting in the living room. And then we just literally turn the stools around and pull them up to the back of the sofa. And then everybody's kind of in the same space. Just all those little tricks that, you know, but scale really is something that will help, I think, the listeners if they kind of understand that you can you can get a lot in. And it's okay to fill a space. That's the other thing I think people, they think, oh, well, I can only get like one sofa here and, you know, my space isn't big enough maybe for a sectional or, you know, and a lot of times it is, so that's where it helps having a professional, or even just design services like at Ballard Designs. I mean, you guys have a lot of great people working there who understand that and can help individuals with that. Yes,
0: they can certainly help you. They'll measure and all that stuff, yeah. and that's so important. I mean, what do they say? Measure three times, yeah. Um, order once, or yeah.
3: What is it saying? I think it's yeah, measure twice, cut once, or something. But yeah, I measure three, um, yes, four, or five it, yeah. times. It's
0: keep measuring,
3: keep yeah, right. measuring. You know, and honestly, I mean, it's easy to do. I mean, I have gone to clients' homes where we've gotten painter's tape and a tape measure, and we have put the pieces on the floor because they still, even though we drew plans, they still were like, I don't know, you know, and that way you're like, well, here it is. Here is what the size of this on your floor. And I mean, anybody can do that. I mean, that's, you know, it's a measuring tape and and some you know painter's tape
0: yeah or find a chair somewhere else in your house Mm -hmm. and just stick it there Mm -hmm. like it's not the chair you're gonna but you know find something of a similar scale you already have right i've done that before and it just makes you feel like okay i used to use this as a traffic and now i realize like i can go around it and it's just doesn't bother me or you know
3: right yeah whatever yeah There's nothing to say. I mean, that's a great tip to bring a chair from another room and just be like, oh, what would it be like if we put something here? So
0: yeah, live with it for a little
3: while. Yep. Before you go and make the purchase. Because that's, you know, we've had plenty of that where people call us after they've spent all this money and bought all this stuff and it just doesn't work. And, you know, now they're like, well, gosh, we've spent all this money and bought all this stuff. And what Mm, do we do now? That hurts. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's not a good position to be in. I
0: did want to ask. Kristen, I wanted to ask you about just the experience um, doing the show. Like, what did, what were your thoughts on it? Was there anything that surprised you? Were you nervous?
3: Yeah. You know, the funny thing was, I wasn't nervous. I don't know why I wasn't nervous. I probably should have been nervous. That probably <laughs> was a red flag. I guess because I knew you were going to be there, Caroline, and I knew you. So, <laughs> Aww.
0: Um, and I was did just you like, oh, Caroline's just claimed? coming over <laughs> to see that. Totally.
3: Fine. It's not a big deal. But honestly, I think part of why maybe I wasn't nervous is that leading up to the actual um, taping, I had been in contact with the production team on a lot of things, and they were just so fabulous. Um,
0: mm-hmm. I mean,
3: so kind and, you know, just answered any questions. And so I think that definitely helped. But I loved it. I thought it was so much fun. I mean, it's just fascinating to me, you know, being in this business, but seeing this whole other creative field and what goes into, you know, what those guys do. I mean, I was so worn out that next day after the, I was like, I don't know how they do this every day, like in and out, day yeah. in, day out, you know, and they go on these long stretches of filming because it's kind of tiring. And all I did was totally. talk. They're carrying around the cameras and, you know, doing all of that. So... But it was just—I mean, we had a blast, and I'm super excited to to see you know everybody's episodes. I mean, I don't love I don't love listening to myself talk.
0: So. <laughs> no one does. Fine. So you know, it's fine. I'm I, can go into it knowing that like everyone feels like they sound weird, said something stupid. Yes. Um, you know. <laughs>
3: I, I Made think a I'm, face. I'm, I'm starting to get over. I'm just like whatever. Nobody, I mean, you, no one is as critical as you are of yourself. So you just are sort of like, you know, I think that's the one thing about like this next generation. Well, some of you guys are in that next generation. Is that you know, with the social media and stuff, it's like they don't care. they just put it out there. Where I'm like, I don't know, is that the right thing to say? You know, like I think my generation, we overthink things sometimes. People just want to see, you know, the real deal, and you will see mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> good and bad. Just saying. I don't I mean, know. I was trying to think. There was like, some movie magic. I know. Let's hope so. I was like some extra lighting here and there. We yeah, had makeup. I mean, artists. hair and makeup. Yeah. Hello. I know. I was like, can you come every day? This is kind of nice. <laughs> just like walking around, making sure my hair looks good. <laughs> yeah, like spraying it with hairspray. I know. You know. It was good.
1: So, where did you send your family during taping?
3: So that was actually my husband happened to be. He had a business trip. So that like was kind of ideal because, I mean, he would have gone to the office, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to have. Um, And my mom happened to be at my sister's in Charlotte. So she was there and my in-laws were downstairs. So we didn't really go into their space. And then Tanner was at school and, I don't even think he, you know, I told him, I said, just make sure if you're coming home, you call me, you don't just walk in. And then he's like, I'm not going to come home. I'm just going to go to a friend's. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I think my boys are, yeah. And then, you know, the dog got to go to the, the doggy daycare and play for the day. Um, yeah, I think my boys, I mean, they've been around for the photo shoots of the house, you know, um, and mm-hmm. so they're just like, oh, gosh, this, you know, they just kind of don't want to be around for that stuff, so... Although Tanner, my son, will be like, am I going to get to be on the show? Am I, are they going to show my, really, like, he, I think he wants to be on it, but. <laughs> so you missed your opportunity, you could have come home.
0: Like, well, they have a picture? I don't know. Yeah, I, guess I, know. They, I know they have sort of like some picture
3: montage. Oh, hell yes. He's in the pictures. The and I, though. you know, okay. I didn't even approve this so, with him. So hopefully they're okay. I don't know, you know, you know, teenagers. <laughs> it's like, goodness gracious. Why'd you send that one, mom? <laughs>
1: So did they have to move anything in the midst of like shooting anything big or just little pieces of furniture? No, I
3: think that was probably one of the most interesting things looking at it from doing photo shoots when we're doing, you know, the interior photography for magazines and filming. They really left everything as is. The only time we moved stuff was when we were doing the interview section, And it's, you know, because they wanted me sitting, so they sort of had to scooch the couch, and they had, like, all these cameras and stuff. But, no, you know, when you're doing shoots for interior photography, I mean, that is crazy town. I mean, it is a big mess. Everything gets moved because when you're shooting a room, it just doesn't look the same, you know. So, I mean, you're putting chairs and places they might not be in or moving them forward and then something's moving back I mean the camera just it's funny how it sort of distorts everything so it was nice because I was like oh they didn't really you know we weren't having to go back and clean up
1: <laughs> that is nice mm-hmm. not leaving a mess right.
3: <laughs> for you to be like where was this vase? I know where
1: does did anyone <laughs> come
3: from I know. where do I keep that <laughs> I know we just I mean it's funny everybody thinks they're like oh so glamorous doing photo shoots I'm like oh gosh, no, like we're actually, (laughs) I'm like schlepping, we're schlepping We're. I mean, I, I really prefer the homeowners not be around when we do them because I I don't want them to get so stressed out. I mean, you know, we take before pictures, so everything goes back exactly where it is, but I mean, I would be stressed out and I I do have homeowners that were stressed out because they were kind of like, oh, this is a big production. Like, you know, It's very invasive. It's honestly kind of boring sometimes. Like it's a lot of sitting around and waiting. It is. It's a lot of sitting around and waiting. It's a lot of work. I mean, I just prefer even to, I mean, I can style, but I prefer to have somebody else because then I'm able to sort of be cleaning up the last shot while they're figuring out the next, you know, and then I just come in and be like, yep, that looks good. Because you just need so many people to make the day move. I mean, you guys know, you do it, you know. And guys, you put out a lot of catalogs, so I can't even (laughs) – that's a lot of photo shoots.
2: (laughs) It's a lot of photo shoots.
0: I was curious whether you – did the art director style do all the, like, centerpieces and stuff, or did you do that?
3: So I bought the flowers, but then the art director – I didn't know that they had somebody who sort of – that was her niche, and she was awesome. So I – you know, because I thought, oh – I just didn't, I guess that was the one thing I didn't quite understand because they said they could do it, but I was like, well, I'll help out. And so I went and, you know, kind of got all the flowers and, um, but then it was great to have her because, you know, I mean, I can do it, but hers were much more interesting than I would have put together for sure. So that was helpful, but I did, I did feel good. She said that she was happy with my selection. You know, you can't go wrong (laughs) at Trader Joe's, right? They always have good flowers. (laughs) Um... Yeah. Well, I just
0: remember some styling in the kitchen and I was like, oh, I loved – like there was like a giant bowl of onions, which is Oh, no, that, totally that I did,
3: actually. The flowers, I loved no, that. The onions. Ah. Well, so what happened Sounds was, totally weird. Because we actually – when we shot – when we did the photography for my house, um, we did that because that bowl is huge. And you're like, what are you going to put in that bowl? It actually is my chip bowl. I mean, that's where we keep all of our bags of chips on this in this giant bowl on the counter. But you're not going to have that for right. a TV show. So, um, yeah, so that I did. And I did get the little, like, you know, I have all those little cloches and I did put the pastries, you know, to make it look cute. It looked so good.
0: Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, the onions. Like, that would have never occurred to me. But it looked so i don't know it just really worked with the your house's vibe yes
3: (laughs) and then of course after i'm like texting all my neighbors who needs onions (laughs) who needs oranges (laughs) because i really don't like onions at all (laughs) oh no (laughs) you probably had 15 or something (laughs) i mean at least so i'm just like walking around the neighborhood handing out onions you know So, that's funny. I guess I guess you'll, you know. Get a nickname. I guess maybe there's some benefits to living next to a designer cuz they've gotten flowers and stuff before I'll bring home from shoots and you know pastries and so that's that's what I I contribute to my neighbors. <laughs> All the leftovers from the shoots.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Any last questions before we do our decorating dilemma?
2: No, I think we need to get no, into I'm this excited dilemma. For our
0: decorating. Okay. Mhm. So our question is from Lisa, and she says, thank you so much for all the laughs and info your podcast offers. I'm sending you our decorating dilemma. I would greatly appreciate your expertise in dealing with our great room. Here are the details. The space is 20 by 22. It's part of an open floor plan. Our kitchen opens to the living space on one side and has double sliding glass doors on the other. The brown pocket doors left of the glass doors will soon be removed and replaced with drywall. In the corner near the glass doors is the wood-burning stove, which provides some challenges to the furniture placement. The TV is located on the wall that allows it to be viewed from both the kitchen and the living room. The flow is such that the garage entry is next to the monstrous, monstrous armoire, and across from the armoire is a hall to the restroom. Overall, we're looking to improve the flow of the room, balance the heavy pieces and features, and absorb some of the noise by adding softness and fabric like area rugs, window treatments, textures. Here are my questions. Do you have any suggestions for furniture placement? My husband is greatly attached to the leather sofa loveseat ottoman, shocking. But all else is easily parted with. I feel like that is, if there is a leather piece in the room, that is part of the dilemma. There's always like, my husband's attached to.
3: Yes, yes. We do find it a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: Is there any hope for a window treatment? If so, what would that be? We'd like to preserve the view. Can the armor stay or should we relocate this to another room altogether? I appreciate any suggestions you may offer. Thank you so much, Lisa.
3: Okay. Lisa. Yeah, take Um, it away. Yes. So, and I think she also mentioned, did she talk about, I thought there's also the wood-burning stove in the corner too that I know we have yes. a little bit. So I would say, to answer your first question, because there is a lot of heaviness with the leather furniture and the fact that so much of it is the same, that I do think it might be beneficial to move the armoire to another room if that is an option. Also because that, you know, that's coming in from your garage so the space has some challenges because obviously there's a lot of circulation that goes around it because you have a room you know you have the open kitchen and then you have another hall I do think that's great that they're drywalling in those um, the sliding doors because that gives them some more wall space and you know we can utilize that but so yes I would say I think it would be good if you did um, possibly move the armoire if you can, just to leave that a little bit more open. And the way the pictures are right now, I'm, I'm wondering if you can sort of flip that, the leather chair maybe to the other side of the television and next to the stove, because I imagine that that would be nice in the winter Um, to have kind of a cozy chair next to the heat element in the room, nice to curl up with a book or something. I think it would be great if you did get a large area rug. Again, when we talk about scale, I mean, that room's, you know, really big, 20 by 22. I mean, you could go with a 12 by 15, 10 by 14. I really wouldn't go any smaller than a 9 by 12 because I think you can use that to sort of create um, and anchor the furniture grouping in the middle. So I think it would be wonderful to go ahead and sort of angle the chair to face in and then set up your sofa and your love seat, and use the ottoman. You know, you can move it off to the side and make the sofa feel more like a sectional. You can definitely put drapery into this room. Right above those sliders, you have some drywall. Um, and since they want to preserve the view, they're not looking at it for light blockage. You know, that would be great, a great place to just do a long drapery rod and you could even do shears that way you could filter uh, you know have some filtering of the light but you'd still be able to see beyond them but it would definitely add softness to the space I think that just with all the hard surfaces you know adding the rug adding the drapery would be you know it would really help um, even with the sound absorption because I know with the high ceilings and that space too, sometimes things can sort of bang around. And I can't tell if the floor is a tile or an LV, um, like an LVT, but, you know, either way, it's something that looks harder. So the, the softness. Um, and then I think it would be great if you are looking to add maybe a smaller scale chair to the grouping or maybe two, I sort of feel like how you want to orient the room is you want to do the sofa facing the television the longer piece and then put the ottoman when you're you know kind of on the side closer to the sliding doors and then do the love seat sort of it's back Against how your kitchen is, so it sort of creates that L. But that also is letting you look out onto your great view. Um, And then, if you were looking to introduce something, you could add maybe two smaller scale chairs. um, Even swivels are great, or even just one, because now we'll have the you know the bigger loveseat over there. But you know, maybe look for a little bit of a pattern, or you know, something just to help balance out the the leather furniture. It is
0: tricky because she has. A large sofa a large loveseat an ottoman and a chair all that are matching yes. in a set yes so i i wonder if she could convince her partner like let's keep two of five you know a four or like three yes. or like or, you know like maybe she could kind of break it up a little bit and like yes, swap I, up I the mean, that would be for like great. a pair of chairs.
3: And then I would or say, like- you know, maybe move the leather chair into a bedroom or whatever. Because I do think with how big that space is that that love seat sofa could almost sort of feel like a sectional and that space could use it because it's so big. And then, you know, you can always put like a cool console table behind the – love seat and like when we were talking about what I do in my house you know and have a couple ottomans tucked in there to pull around for more seating or if we could convince someone to maybe get move the big leather chair into another room I think that could help with balancing out the space
0: and like another thing that I was thinking is what if you were to like get a slip cover made for that ottoman so that you could kind of like keep it functionally but you could just kind of pop some sort of fabric in like a cool pattern or texture on top to again sort of like break up all the matching brown leather that's a great idea you know it's just like yep something to kind of you know and we talk about this all the time with like the traditional like dining set where you've got your chairs and your table and your and your sideboard that all coordinate and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that but if you can like paint the chairs or move something around to kind of break it up a little bit. It sort of freshens it and makes it feel more evolved. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that's kind of where I was going with the ottoman. Yeah.
3: No, I think that's great. Yeah. Because right now it just feels, I think there's all this kind of uniform heaviness because all of the brown, the leather furniture, the end tables, the armoire, it's all sort of the same color. So Mm -hmm. if we can find ways to keep what we have, like you're saying, I mean, that's a fabulous idea and just get a slip cover for the ottoman. I mean, there you can add some softness and, you know, a different look to break it all
0: Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the rug, I mean, it's such a big room. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: A rug is going to make a big difference.
1: And lighting. Because these pictures are all taken with just one side of windows of light Mm -hmm. and you have this peak ceiling and Anyway, there's no other light in the room, so I think again we're getting these dark images and make it feel, you know. So getting some great lighting in there will really help.
3: Yes, that's that's a great, totally great suggestion. Lighting makes a big difference, and having light levels because there are, you know, obviously can lights in there, but then you want that next level with the floor lamps and the table lamps, and you know, so you sort of have that.
0: Yeah, Lisa, get on to Kristen's website, or actually, better yet, watch. Kristen's episode of our TV show design school. You can kind of get a feel for her living room and how she set it up. You know, obviously you'll kind of have a a slightly different situation, but you can kind of see some of the tricks that she puts into place. And you can also check out her portfolio, kkongdesigns.com. She has her house on there. And so you can kind of see The pictures of the living room?
3: Because we do have some similarities. I mean, I have doors out to my porch on the one side. I have my fireplace TV wall on the other. I have a back wall, which is actually like my little hidden door to go downstairs. But I mean, it's circulation space. And then we open up to the kitchen on the same side. So, you know, but we do float our whole furniture grouping kind of in the middle of the room. And our room's probably about that size. So, and what we did again, because getting really large rugs can kind of be hard sometimes, We, I actually got broad loom. And also, my dog destroyed my first rug because <laughs> it was not wool. It was not. Oh, no. No. <laughs> there it was go. viscose, which do not have dogs and viscose rugs or kids or, you know, I was dreaming. It was just soft. And so I got it and then had to replace it. So designers still make mistakes. So we just did broad loom and they can cut and bind it. And, you know, we were able to get a rug that was, you know, just over 13 feet wide and 18 feet long.
0: Yeah. And then we also have a floor planner tool that you can test out too. And like put in your chair and your ottoman, your loveseat, your sofa and all the things and just kind of like move it around. You know, like it's so it takes five minutes just to put all your dims in and then you can play with it. You don't have to, like, throw your back out trying to move your sofa, but you can really see what can you fit. What are some arrangements? Play with the floating arrangement like Kristen did in her space. That's such a
3: great tool that you offer to everyone. I mean. You know, we do it the old school way, but to be able to do it that quick, I might have to go on there for some jobs and just use the tool instead no, of putting I mean, in the
0: CAD. It's no AutoCAD, no. It's, it's, but it's it's probably faster. It's, boxes, but it's probably but yeah, faster. So, <laughs> I'm hmm. sure you have a much more. You know, this is really like your entry level kind of. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, don't know situation, it. don't but it's it. it's great in a pinch to kind of test things out and. I mean, I use it all the time. Just... Uh, it's
1: better than, it's more than a pinch. Again, somebody who works in 3D rendering all day, how lucky that it's already done for you.
3: Oh, I <laughs> Well, yeah. No, I mean, those, those things are fabulous. I mean, that's just, again, that's what I was telling people, like, the biggest mistake that homeowners and listeners are going to do is not understand scale, and they don't have to make a mistake because they can go and use your tool.
0: It's nice to be able to kind of see it and visualize it and we'll put a link in the show notes or you can Google like Ballard Designs room planner and it should come up. Test that out before you make any decisions. Talk to your partner and and see what um, if you might be comfortable with moving some things around. But yeah, Kristen, I love your your living room so much and I feel like it it also kind of has some brown tones you know she had a lot of brown
3: tones actually so So, yeah
0: get some yeah so so yes look at you know look
3: at that I mean it might not be your style necessarily but you can see how we were we have a lot of like we just added some pops of different pattern pillows to sort of brighten up all the the big caramel colored sofas that are in my living room so
0: we also have a, a sisal rug that comes in twelve by eighteen. Oh I think that's, that's the biggest size we've
3: got. That's a
0: big but, size um, though.
3: That's fabulous.
0: So it's the Dory sisal rug. It's a big sisal did she say she had pets? I can't remember.
2: It's... I thought I saw a dog yeah. in the win- in the window. There is a dog in, in the picture.
3: picture outside. Oh yeah, you're
1: right. Yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, you're right. Yeah. So Oh there's the dog. Oh bed. yeah, there is a dog. Oh. And you're dog cages. Never mind.
1: Lots of pets here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: But that is great that you offer because that's, that is hard to get, you know. Sisal most- is
0: tricky. I feel like Sisal is not really all that durable. It's really affordable. But what is your take on Sisal? Some weaves I think are better than others, but
3: I definitely think some weaves are better than others. I love the way they look, but I do find, um, you know, I would never recommend a, a person with small children get one because I just – the strawberry that gets squished in the sisal, you know, mm. you're never getting that out. <laughs> so That's true. That's a good point. But I do, I mean, you know, especially like for – I mean, there's just certain applications. Like, you know, they always feel beachy to me and it's like kind mm-hmm. of a, well, cool, like the beach house has a sisal. But, you know, you can always have that as like your base and layer and something else on top of it. So – I think that's my favorite application of it, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. layered it's look. It's layered look with mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, yeah. some weaves are okay to stand on, but some, you know, can be a little tough on the toes.
0: Well, the only other rug I think that we have that comes that big is our antelope rug, which is actually a fabulous rug. I'm pretty sure, Kristen, you've got it in your house, don't I you?
3: have it in my house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that rug. It's definitely get like that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what's funny is, so, before, you know, going into the show, we kind of, let all the designers know. Like, if there's anything you want, like, you know, we'll send you some things to help, like, kind of finish out your space, your client space. And I think like three or four different designers use that rug. We They're all like, asked for it. Okay, <laughs> I mean, at least it was different colors, but
3: <laughs> it's a
0: good, rug. it's a great rug. It is,
3: it is. It's kind of classic, you know. It's like a pattern without being, but still too subtle. disruptive. <laughs> you know, it still can kind of read. And I'm just an, I mean you know kind of an animal print junkie as you will see in the um yeah I got some animal prints too and all that all that stuff going on in the mm-hmm. house so oh
0: my god those zebra chairs of yours oh, I know one it's, day they're going to disappear <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> would <it> be- <laughs> I would have a hard time figuring out who took them because I've had n- numerous people <laughs> <laughs> they were that's amazing them. I'm so mad I didn't oh buy all gosh. of them when I I'm so mad because I maybe would could have I, know, into I selling me a couple. I know <laughs> my <laughs> other friend was the same way she's like can you see it? And I, ne- I called the next day. They were like, nope, we sold all of them. I was like, man. Oh, that was a missed opportunity. They're fabulous. My husband would love me to sell them to you. Let me tell you that. Because he okay, will still well, say, I'm... I thought you just bought these for a client. And I was like, no, I just bought them thinking maybe I would sell them to someone. But I like them here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll be really the first cool. I have to watch the show. If okay. I ever get rid of them.
0: Well, everyone will have to watch the show to see what chairs. Actually, I hope they make it into the show.
3: I don't know. You were sitting that. on them, looking very cute. So hopefully, they put that in there. You matched <laughs> them. You were like color. I did. I them. had
0: kind of like a zebra belt on, <laughs> and so I yeah. Well, y'all, everybody will have to watch the show to see what chairs we're tra- what yes. talking about.
3: Yes, you have to watch the show. I mean, I can't wait to watch the show. There's so many like good designers on it, and I'm so excited. And Caroline's so much fun to chat with. So.
0: Well, y'all made it easy and it was, you know, I pretty much knew everyone going into it. So it did kind of just feel like, okay, like we're going to, it's just like a podcast. We're just going to chat like old friends and yeah. I I will say the funniest thing
3: though is that, you know, it's, I guess the one difficult thing about with the cameras, you know, they say, don't look at the camera and it's when it's right there sometimes it's really hard to, like, yeah you know and it's like and and we really just kind of talked and i feel like it went quick we didn't really do a lot of takes of stuff we were just kind of like talking 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 but this one point i just like looked right at the camera and i was like oh Damn. i just looked yeah. at the camera
0: <laughs> <laughs> but i also feel like i was always like touching my mic accidentally or you know
3: oh uh, well i mean i and that's, you know, I guess the, the sound guy, he would like sort of wave his finger at me because I'm a huge hand, like I am a hands talker. And so I Just know true. I was moving yeah. and yeah. And he actually did make me take like one of my braces or all of my braces except one off because he was <laughs> like, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this whole... He was like, you are clanging. <laughs> you are, yeah. 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 yeah
3: is not going to work so Mm -hmm. but that was fun
0: well Kristen, thank you for chatting with us today thank you for being on the show i am such a fan of your work and god even more so after seeing your house oh
3: you're so sweet well thank you guys for inviting me to be on the show and on the podcast again i feel very honored to be back here chatting with you um, love working with you guys, and I am super excited to see the show too.
0: Can you tell everyone where to find you and follow you and all that good stuff?
3: Yeah, so you can find me um, on our Instagram is K Kong Designs. Designs has an S on it. Website is www.kkongdesigns. We are now on TikTok too under K Kong Designs. I know we are. we're 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 venturing out (laughs) so might see some crazy things on tiktok but um yeah and yeah so please come follow us you know we try to we we like to show people beside behind the scenes things because we know not everybody gets to see all the pretty stuff that we get to every day so want to want to share the wealth